right. Welcome back to a Clubfoot Mom podcast. I'm your host and fellow Clubfoot Mom, Maureen Hoff. I wanted to spend this episode talking about the basics of Boots and Bar, what it is, the different options available, and our personal experience. I want to honor the fact that everybody's experience with Boots and Bar might be a little bit different on their Clubfoot journey, and some of the topics that I'm talking about or the products that I'm mentioning, the boots or the bar, might be different than what you're using uh, on your journey, but I really feel comfortable talking only about the stuff that I know about and that I've experienced directly. So that's really going to be the focus of the podcast. But as always, you should follow and check up with your doctor and for any information or if you have any questions about your child's treatment. So boots and bars basically uh, what I mean, it's hard because sometimes I think people ask me, I say B&B all the time, right? And people go, well, what what is that? I had someone recently say, what is boots and bar? And I was like, well, it's basically two booths that are connected by a bar. It seems pretty easy to understand. But when you have no experience with it, it can kind of be a hard concept to grasp if you're not seeing it directly. So it's basically two booths that are connected with a bar. And those boots are to keep your child's club foot corrected, whether that's one. So if you had a unilateral club foot or both bilateral, and they will be rotated outwards a certain degree, usually between 60 and 70 degrees of articulation to get the foot to keep the club foot correction. So they call boots and bar the maintenance phase of treatment because it really is maintaining the correction that you achieved through the serial casting with the Ponsetti method. So that all the casting work that you did with your cutie is really dependent on you keeping that correction in the boots and bar. So it's really parent driven. So this is the part of treatment that I'm really passionate about providing support for parents because I think there can be a lack of that, of the knowledge of how stressful it can be for parents when you transition to this boots and bar. And I know a lot of parents that don't, I mean, their cuties do great with the boots and bar and there isn't a transition period. But for us, it was a struggle and not just for our cutie, but for us, for me to understand what it was and what I needed to do and, you know, my expectations. And then it felt like the stakes were really high. Like if I don't do this right and if I don't figure it out right, this whole thing is going to be for nothing and I'm going to cause her relapse because I don't know what I'm doing. So I feel like there's a lot of pressure and I think it's really important that we start to provide good resources for parents to alleviate some of that pressure, whether that's through the medical world or through parent communities. And part of the reason why I created this podcast and wrote the book in the first place was just as another resource for parents out there. So that's why the boots and bar is so important, because if you don't wear the boots and bar, the relapse rate goes up exponentially. Um, there's a lot of different resources out there about the actual amounts and the percentages of relapse rate, which I'm not going to get into now, but let me just tell you the boots and bar, if you don't wear them, then consistently and for the amount of time that's prescribed, your, your cuties chances of relapse go way up. So that's really the purpose to maintain the correction of the feet by keeping them in a certain degree. 
So that's the number one goal of the Boots and Bar, is to prevent relapse, is to keep the correction and prevent your child from having from their feet to moving back into the position before you had the casting done. So there's usually time frames with the boots and bar. So you'll hear about kind of a graduated schedule. So when they come out of the tenotomy and you have that last third cast, or if your cutie didn't have a tenotomy when their last cast is taken off, they are immediately go into the boots and bar. And for about the first three months, they will be in what they call 23-hour wear, which means that your cutie will have the boots on 23 hours a day with a one-hour break. Now, how you decide to break up that one hour depends on you and your family and your schedule. For us, we did it in three 20-minute breaks, so one in the morning, one midday, and then one before bed. Then you graduate from those three months, then you'll go down it depends on which doctor that you see, honestly. Some of them do a more graduated schedule. So we went from 23 hours a day to 18 hours a day, then to 14 and now, or into 16, and now we're in 14 kind of to 12. And she's going to be three soon. So we had a more graduated schedule. But some, some patients will go from 23 hours just to 12 hours, so just night and nap. And I think that's just doctor dependent. So it's something that you have to discuss with your doctor and kind of do your own personal research about what you feel comfortable with. So we went with what our doctor suggested and went with kind of that graduated schedule. And then the age that you graduate from the boots and bar is also doctor dependent. So some some say four, some say five. I think we were completely compare, um, prepared to do five until we saw our current doctor, which really goes until four. And he even said recently that she could be done earlier than that and that the research is kind of moving towards the fact that trying to make it more individual, so the clubfoot treatment individualized rather than saying all clubfoot kids need to have them on until four or five or six or whatever that age is and trying to figure out individual treatment plans. Now, obviously that's difficult and there isn't as much research out there to prove that. So it's something that you have to feel comfortable with and that you, that your doctor recommends, but usually that time frame is between four and five years. If everything looks good and muscles are good and your doctor thinks that they're ready to graduate from the boots and bar. So there's two components of this boots and bar, which just seems pretty obvious, but the first is the boot. So the boot, there are different boot types. So I think the most used boot type is called the Mitchell boot. And that is a boot that was created by John Mitchell at MD Orthopedics with Dr. Ponsetti directly. So John Mitchell worked with Dr. Ponsetti to create this boot because Ponsetti was having issues with skin and comfort and things like that for parents with their cuties. And then the kids, they would take them out and then they were having issues with relapse. So they worked to create this boot. It's the, the Mitchell boot is what we've been in from the beginning. It's, uh, we've never tried a different boot. Um, and it's where we, I, I mean, have had the most success. We haven't luckily had any major skin issues at this point. So I found a lot of success with the Mitchell boot. 
There's also um, an Iowa brace, which is another kind of similar idea. It's a boot with the bars connected. It's a different company than the Mitchell boot. I don't have direct experience with it, so I'm not going to talk about um, the differences. So, and then another option was the Markle shoe. I don't think this one's used as much. It's the one that has the laces, uh, at least in the U.S. than I know of on the support groups that I'm a part of. They don't seem to be as popular. And then there's another boot that doesn't have the bar attached, which is called an ADM. And I'm not going to talk about experience or whether or not um, the success rate with those. It's just something that we didn't feel comfortable doing because I didn't think that there was enough research to support the success of the ADM without the bar attached. But I do know that um, providers will use the ADM if there's limb deformities on one of the feet and you can't use the bar attached or for whatever medical reason, the ADM could be a different option that you guys encounter. And then there are bar types. So those are the different boot types. And then the bar types are really, there's the Ponsetti static bar which is static just means it doesn't move and it's just adjustable and you don't need, you rarely ever need to get another one. I mean, the length, it just, you just adjust the length as your child gets older. And then there's the Dobbs static bar, which is similar to the Ponsetti static bar that it doesn't move and it's really geared for babies that are six months and younger. And then there's the, the Dobbs articulating bar. So that's the one that we we started with the Ponsetti static bar with our cutie. And at about six months old, we moved to the articulating bar for Dobbs. And that just means that her feet are able to move independently from each other with the bar with while they're still connected. But she has some movement of her feet individually while still maintaining the correction and the correct degree. And uh, Dr. Dobbs created this bar just to help parents find more success during the boots and bar phase of treatment. So we have direct experience with the Ponsetti bar and the Dobbs bar. And I think a lot of parents will ask like, which bar, which boot, what, what should I use? I think my recommendation is know your options. So know that there's other bars out there. If the Ponsetti bar isn't working for you, or if the Dobbs bar is not working for you, know that there are other options. Same with the boots. Know that there are other options that are available if you need it, but work what works is what I always tell people too, is if it's working, then don't change it. If it, if it isn't and you're running into issues, then talk to your doctor about it. See what, you know, come up with a game plan that might involve something different and ask for different options. Advocate for your kid if that's what you need. Um, I just think it's really important that you know that there are different options out there and that you can discuss those options with your doctor openly and you guys can make decisions together. Because again, like I said at the beginning of this, this the boots and bar phase is really on the parents. And so you need to work what's working best for you. And if it's not working, then you need to have support into figuring out something that can work or what can you do to make it work better with what you have. So this is really just a really basic overview of the boots and bar and then the reason why it's so important and kind of just the bare basics of it. I hope that you guys found it helpful. Thank you again for listening and please subscribe, follow, or share with any other clubfoot parent in your life. 
And again, if you want to contact me directly, you can always find me on Instagram account at Clubfoot Chronicles Mom. All right. Thanks, guys.